What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's that time. It's been a couple of weeks. Mother Nature tried to kill me. It didn't work. I'm here. It's time for the Breakdown Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Wayne, as always, joined by... Paul. And we're going to get into what was arguably one of the most 50-50 weekends of wrestling ever. Yeah, it was uh, night one, not so good. Night two, more entertaining. Slightly better. Uh, we're talking about WrestleMania weekend. There was a lot of shows going on. Uh, the best show of the weekend was the Ring of Honor show. Yeah, the Supercard of Honor. Supercard of Honor was an absolutely amazing show on Friday. Uh, WrestleMania, I could have done without watching. Like, not, like it was another WrestleMania where nothing happened. Nothing was progressed. You know, so, um, and only one really big thing happened at WrestleMania that, you know, everyone knew was coming. Um, and I said I wouldn't believe until I saw it. So I saw it. So now I believe it. Um, and Probably that the be, big, uh, the, the big takeaway is how bad NXT is now. Oh, well, yeah. Like compared. NXT, like NXT used to be the show of the weekend and then now yeah. it's just, it's a it joke. Was, it was probably the worst show of yeah. the weekend. Like WrestleMania was better than NXT. And, and, and deliver. It, that talk about shows that really didn't do anything. Like let's change the belts and then like two days later, yeah, change them back. So yeah, that and was, plus, that was horrible. Plus the show started at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Because of WrestleMania is now two days, so NXT shows are now going to be that Saturday morning. So any independent like Effie's Big Gay Brunch and Ziggy Dyson, all them, Joey Danella's Spring Break is probably going to get eaten up by. I don't think so. I, NXT. I, I, I don't think so for the simple fact that those are all going to put on better matches than than NXT. Yeah, unless they start doing them like start doing shows on Thursday. Because, oh, Friday. It was the whole WrestleMania, they're deciding, excuse me, them deciding to do WrestleMania two nights. Uh, like, that's the thing now. It's going to be a whole weekend event because they want to squeeze out as much money as possible. Uh, but again, they're in a hundred and I think that stadium holds like 110,000 people. Yeah, something like that. And they only put 60,000 in each night and then lie about it. Added like well, that's every seven like fourteen like there was like sixty three thousand tickets distributed, so there was only sixty three thousand you know seats available, and then they're gonna go on the broadcast and say seventy seven thousand the first night and seventy eight thousand the second night. Like, bros, you have to like those numbers are gonna come out. Like that's every WrestleMania though. They count the fucking people working in a concession stand as ticket buyers. Yeah, it's. They, um, and I still remember the Monday Nitro that would have outdrawn WrestleMania. Nitro was in the Superdome and sold out. When I was there, there were people on the third fucking level. Oh, the Sting coming down from the Raptors. Yeah, he. I mean, he did. It was his shtick at the point. But yeah, like yeah. when Nitro, like Nitro, was at the Superdome when we were in high school, or at least my senior year. You might have already graduated. I think it was my senior year. I think it was like 98 when they were here. Yeah, I graduated in 97. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, like there were people on the third level of the Superdome for that Nitro. So, yeah, it, it's not a. Yeah, stay on the cat. <laughs> um, yeah, I I had a couple friends from high school go to that show, and they were I think they were on the floor. I think they went fucking nuts when Sting came out, came down from the Raptors and shit. That was the, uh, I, Goldberg wasn't on that show, but we saw him walking underneath the, in the ring, and me and a friend of mine started chanting Goldberg, and the whole fucking stadium started chanting Goldberg, even though he wasn't there, like, technically wasn't there. So the, um... Ring of Honor Supercard this weekend happened on Friday night. Only thirty bucks, which is cheap for a good sh- for a good show. Yeah, I mean gonna get. the AEW pay per views are still fifty bucks. Sixty. Sixty. Yeah. And I mean, this was as good as an AEW. Like you know, th- like this was an actual wrestling show. Yeah, it's um. You can definitely tell Tony Khan took over the booking because all the AEW people went over. It's not just that. It's they basically took belts off of people he doesn't have under contract is what it is. Yeah. So I'm going to assume he's got some kind of deal with Grisham already. Supposedly Grisham Grisham said that he wants to go all over the place. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's probably got some kind of deal with Grisham to be able to hold on to that title and go wrestle everywhere. Yeah, because I didn't think he was going to give it to can't give it to Bandino because Bandino, is, yeah. I think, is under contract with. I don't know if they're AAA. They might be CMLL, Bandino. Mm. But I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it it sucks that like all the Ring of Honor people lost to AEW people. But again, it's one of those like it. The belts went on the people under contract. Yeah, like the Briscoes aren't under contract. Uh, clearly Suzuki's got some kind of deal that he won. I think Tony Khan's just scared of him. I mean, there's got to be some kind. Like he was, even he was saying in the in the post media thing, you know, the post show uh, press conference, he was saying like there's a. He was talking about a deal with New Japan, and he brought up the fact that Suzuki's got the you know. Well, they've been they've been playing ball with Japan. Yeah, no, like that's what he's saying because he's like, you know, the, the he's he, he's got all these deals, whatever. Like he that that that's the kind of you know the fake, not the fake one that was held after you know WrestleMania for Cody, which was just a bunch of fucking softball questions. Oh, that that media thing. This yeah. is like you know Tony actually like it's Tony. It'd be like Vince actually sitting down and answering questions, mm-hmm. and Vince is never going to do that. They don't answer questions on investor calls um, like they're supposed to. They're not going to get real questions. They're going to get... And if he does get a real question, he's not going to answer yeah, it. He's, he's not, just yeah. going to dance around. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, Tony actually sits there and... Like, again, like I told you, that dude asked him about... Uh, you know, this being the last Supercard of Honor because Tony doesn't want to, you know, go to the WrestleMania city. 
and you, the guy's like, this is the last one. It's, you know, this has always been a tradition. You know, how do you feel like this is the last one? And Tony in that moment literally goes, you know what? Now that you've asked me that question and I'm thinking about it, this is a ring of honor tradition. This bring, you know, this allows a lot of indie talent to come in and wrestle. It's a, it's a big payday. For and, you know, he's like, a, I won't bring AEW, but I, you know what? Maybe I will continue doing Supercard of Honors and then just leave town, you know, get on a plane that night and leave. So, like, in a, in a press conference, like, a dude asks a question and Tony's like, you know what? I'm going to have to think, like... Vince would Vince Stephanie Triple H they would never admit like no they would just be like this is how we're gonna do it and this is how it needs to be done blah, blah, blah. but we also know Vince would love there not to be another single wrestling show in a city that he's got a WrestleMania in oh no that's why this Ring of Honor was thirty miles outside of Dallas yeah, well, I just love the fact they can't pull that shit here like. No, you, you would have to go to like. They can't pull that shit here. Like people, like wrestle, like there were fucking shows inside Orleans Parish WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, that was before he started mandating that rule. He did it right afterwards when he went to San Francisco. Yeah, I don't think I don't even think now if they came like because the second time they came back there was still shows. WrestleCon convention was at a hotel. It wasn't at the Sugar Mill like it was that for WrestleMania yeah, it was at the thirty. Yeah, WrestleMania 30, the actual convention was in the Sugar Mill mm-hmm. across from the convention center. Um, the only thing they had at the Sugar Mill was the shows, which the Hyatt Hotel thing was a fucking nightmare because it was well, so the, cramped. They, they, yeah, they didn't. I, I don't think WrestleCon didn't anticipate, and then was, I don't think my company knew because that was us that arranged. Like, I don't think they. It was like Mad Monster. You remember Mad Monster? Yeah, How yeah it wasn't. Crazy yeah, that so was? I don't think they they knew exactly. They sold them a certain amount of space, and oh yeah, that was it, dude. It was lines bleeding into other lines, like the the Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi line was wrapped around the fucking ballroom. Yeah, because I mean, it, was it at the Hyatt? Yes. Which is funny because that's what would, would be the same hotel the WWE was staying in. What it? Yep, because it overlooks the dome, and that's where they stay. That it way might they don't not have be the Hyatt because it wasn't that far down. It was closer to Harris. It was like a block or two down from Harris. Sheraton. If you're looking down at Harris, like mm-hmm. towards the the river, mm-hmm. it's on the right hand side of Canal. Marriott. Yeah, might be the Marriott. That's what it was. It was the Marriott. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know what the ballrooms look like at the Marriott. I've never been inside the Marriott. I just, you know, been to the dock. But yeah, like yeah. So oh, it sucked like that. Going there, like the way the tables are set up, and just I think they probably had because they had to like move it. They didn't get the setup they wanted. That's probably how that worked. Because you put Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi was in one corner of the ballroom, and. Across from them was like a line of tables, and it was Road Warrior Hawk, an animal, I think. And then it was, no, just Hawk. The one that's not dead. Hawk. Hawk. 
Oh, it wasn't dead at the time. Um, <coughs> and then you had the Young Bucks table across from Kenny. <coughs> oh, yeah, then, that made, yeah, that's... And then, like, two tables down was Col- uh, Colcabana. And then somebody else big was next to... Uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta. Trent was um, next to Colt. Yeah, they just had... Yeah, that layout... They probably had to book at the last minute because they Rick couldn't Flair get was on where the, they were at. Rick Flair was a, the opposite corner from Kenny and Coda. I remember that. Mm. Stone Cold had his own fucking area. Like, Stone Cold wasn't in the main room. He had his, his own fucking room to himself. And then, yeah, uh, it, it, it's that just sounds like they they because they had to switch. They didn't have the the room that they would have had. It was awesome though. I loved every second of it. I got to meet fucking Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. I got to take pictures, meet fucking the Young Bucks. I got I'm missing one autograph on a um, there's a PWG show, whereas um, it was the Young Bucks. Versus Matt Sodell and Ricochet versus Pinta and Phoenix. It's like one of the best fucking tag team matches you will ever watch. So I got to meet, I got the Young Bucks to sign it. I got Matt Sodell to sign it. And I got Pinta and Phoenix to sign it. missing Ricochet? I need Ricochet. So next time WWE comes down here, I got to find him just to get him to sign this. Yeah. Um, I mean, like. Some of the, some of the Ring of Honor matches were they dragged a little. Um, I think the t- world title match, you know, went on a little too long. It like, wasn't. It lulled in the middle. The problem with that is it, it wasn't a Bandino match. Yeah, like, yeah that's what I'm saying. He never was, did most of his big spots. Well, I mean, it, it was a Grisham match where he wrestled him, yeah. and it, it kind of it dragged in the middle. Yeah, and it really picked up at the end, yeah. but he didn't do his his big fall away slam from the top rope like he normally does. Um, it was more like a, like I said, more of a, like a wrestling, mm-hmm. wrestling type. The the pure wrestling title match, I think maybe went a little too long. I, I think you could have trimmed that down and had it be a little more interesting. Um, dude who had the belt looked like a freaking beast. Who, Bandino? No, the, the Pure Wrestling Championship. Oh, that, um, uh, what was his name? Um, Josh Woods. Yeah, he looks like, he was, he looked, uh, uh like, I'm sure he's going to be around again. Like, that's, like, he just had the look of, you yeah, know. Yeah, he was, yeah, didn't they say he was, like, a homegrown talent for yeah. Ring of Honor? He went Pretty, to the yeah. school in it. And then, the, uh, the other guy was, uh. <clears throat> the other homegrown guy was the the match with the dude with the the guys. The what? At ringside. His men. He was in the. Oh, Dalton Castle. Yeah, the guy he was wrestling. Oh, um, Joe Hendry. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I think they said he was like from the Ring of Honor school, and no, he's um, he's from. England. Oh, I, I th- he was a part. Joe Hendry was a part of the WCPW, and I he, thought I could have swore like there was somebody else. They said was like just a straight Ring of Honor. Um, it might have been Reet uh, Titus, the one 
who lost to Suzuki. Yeah, that might have been him. The one who had the TV belt. Yeah. Yeah, because Joe Hendry is, he's been around for a while, like in England. I think he's Scottish, maybe? Yeah. Irish. That's what they said. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Ring of Honor, the, the Supercard of Honor was a really good show. Um, I'm really interested what they do with the, the pure title on Wheeler. Suzuki, I, I like he, Suzuki won a TV title, but what, what, where is he going to defend the television championship at on TV? I can see him dropping it to somebody else. I don't mean, I would be like, you know, let, let, let him come over. Let him get some wins in AEW. He ain't get any wins. He can show up on Battle of the Belts. Yeah, let him get, let him get some wins in AEW, you know? Because he's been going around everywhere putting people over. Like, just, just let Suzuki come in and, like, get some wins over people. Oh, he's having a great time. Yeah. Then the um, the big, big thing from the show was the return of Samoa Joe. Oh, God, yes. Which led into this Wednesday, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah, so Grisham won. Jay Lethal comes out, who apparently trains Grisham. Once the first title shot, thinks he own, earns it. But Grisham says, you got a bit of an attitude. I don't I don't like where your head's at right now. So Sanji... Sanjay Dutton, Dutton. Jay Lethal, both attack him. Yeah. And out comes Joe. Like, not even in, like, like, like he was ready to wrestle Joe. Like, not even, like... That's his old... Not his, street clothes, not, you know, I'm just chilling in the back, talking to Tony. No, no, like, I'm ready for a match, like, Joe. <laughs> yeah, came out in his shorts, got the towel over the head, whole nine yards, and um, choked out fucking Sanji. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that led into Wednesday, uh, Joe versus Max Caster, which was a great. I mean, Max coming out with the with the fire lyrics, as always. Yeah. As always, Joe, you know, nodding his head, you know, which is I think what like you know, punk and, and like the older guys are like, you know, how how good are you? What, what can you dig through the career to to to, to use against me? I still wish he would have just came out and just put over fucking joe yeah that would have been great like he was just so so deathly afraid uh but then joe proceeded to murder him yeah very little to no offense yeah like like proceeded to murder and again like i think sean ross sap put it up and a lot of people put it up like this is the same man who was fired twice and then you get the e-drones who are like yeah they fired an overweight injury prone and like you don't get injury prone if you get rotations bro like, if you're actually, you know... Plus, he had a concussion from... Yeah, a stupid commercial that didn't need to be done. Yeah. You that, know. Was, that was the first time. Yeah, and then the, the, the he got... It was the COVID the second time. It wasn't an injury the second time. He got COVID. I thought he got a concussion during that cross match. No, he... From what I... Like, what it came out, I think it was he got COVID. And then that's when that... Why they took the belt off of him. Because they didn't know how long he was going to be out. And then he was ready to come back and they just didn't do anything with him. Yeah, it's kind of when he got the concussion and he became like a fucking announcer. Yeah. So. Poncho Joe, one year ago. Yeah, that, it was great. The, <laughs> the rain delay, which uh, has now been edited off of the network. So dumb. So there's no, that rain um, scramble for time, mm-hmm. gone. Oh, that's so dumb. Why? That was a great television. Yeah, fucking Kevin Owens had one of the best fucking backstage interviews. Yeah, like. 
but I mean, that's Vince. They've got to all be nice and clean, and you know, we we edit history. Yeah. Um, Wheel of Yuta is now your pure championship, which I didn't know nothing about until I seen this mm-hmm. about the um, the rope breaks and the. Yeah, because I mean, it's literally like it's 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 not a professional wrestling match. It's a wrestling match. Yeah. Um, like we said, Suzuki is now your ring television honor, champ. Television champ. Mercedes Martinez is the interim women's champ, but they never did say why it's interim. They didn't even mention Diana Perazzo. Yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't mention why that's the interim title. Yeah, they probably unify it. It's something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, cause she was in town, like she was in town. I can imagine she was probably at WrestleCon doing a signing that, or I mean, she, she was at lot, like she was at Matt and she was at the major pod live 12 or whatever it was that weekend, her and Chelsea. Oh, um, yeah, I don't think impact had a show. Yeah, they did. That's did where they? Briscoe's went to. That's why their match was when it was. They had nothing to do with, like, like they were on that card in that spot so they could go wrestle for Impact later that night. Like, they had to go wrestle right after that. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I think they Swerve. wrestled the Good Brothers. Oh, nice. Swerve Strickland won versus um, the guy we just talked about. Fuck, what was his name? Travis, no. Alex, Alex Zane. Yeah, Alex Zane, yeah. And then Tony, Tony, uh, Tully Brand, Blanchard. Tully Blanchard. Teased that he had a, his new client that was going to shock the world and turned out to be Brian Cage, which is good for Brian Cage. And then I love what, I love what Tony said during the, the, uh, the media thing when they asked him about it. He's like, yeah, I couldn't tell Brian you know, in October, hey, look, this is what I'm trying to do, and this is what I want to do with you, because, yeah, let me tell the talent, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to try and buy Ring of Honor and send you there to be the big name. Yeah, it's the people, it's it's probably the best thing he could do, just buy Ring of Honor, all the people you're not using on Dynamite or Rampage. Yeah, you can rotate, like, that's throw what, them in. that's what... And then, like, because, I mean, Seth came out and said something about, you know, Raw being three hours and that third hour is, like, completely horrible. I'm like, yeah, because y'all want to be the only people on the show. Because most of that third hour is fucking recaps. Like, if you actually rotated out, like, your massive roster, you know how many matches you could fill in three hours, put on in three hours? How many... If Tony Khan can put massive amounts of matches and, like, story in two hours on a Wednesday and one hour on a Friday... Vince needs to get his shit together because he's got five hours a week. And like we would, what I, the, the, the night one of WrestleMania, a hundred minutes of wrestling in what, four hours? Yeah. It was like a uh, hour something of wrestling. Yeah, it was like a hundred minutes total. And it was what, from seven to 11, eight, nine, 10, like in four, four hours. hours. Yeah. It was like an hour and a half. Plus two hours of pre-show of nothing. Of nothing. Yeah, there was no matches on the pre-show this year. <clears throat> so like six hours of re- like a wrestling program with a hundred minutes of actual wrestling. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, like that is ridiculous. Well, the big match, probably the best match of the weekend, or top two, top three match of the weekend, 
um, FTR versus the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor. Oh, God, yeah, that was a great match. Titles. Uh, FTR wins and um, sets up the Young Bucks came out, did a Rick Rude. Yep. Showed teleported. Up, showed uh, up as on BTE, Rampage. As, as BTE yeah. uh, showed, they teleported. Was that the Ring of Honor show, and then magically they were on Rampage fighting? No, they were on Rampage first. Was it Rampage first? It was Rampage because okay. I think they were the opener. Yeah, and, they were top flight. Yeah, them in top flight was the opener on Rampage, and then they showed up on. So again, talk about just thinking ahead. Tony Khan put things on the on the show in order that knowing people were going to be on both shows. So he purposely put matches in places that they weren't on TV at the same time. Same with Strickland. Strickland was Strickland, on. yeah, because Strickland didn't show up until the end of Rampage. Yeah, he was the main event for Rampage. I think him and... No, he came out to help Keith Lee. Oh, was he? Yeah, he came out to help Keith, help Keith oh, Lee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Against so, Powerhouse. Tony made sure that there was no, like, direct overlapping. Is that him? I don't know what cat that is. Let me see. No, that's not it. That's a Siamese cat. I mean, like I said, I can't even see. No, it's a Siamese cat. It's not. It's not Sinatra. It's not my dumbass cat that you know ran yeah. out of this new living establishment that we're in. No, it's a Siamese cat. <clears throat> okay, I still can't. my eyes are so trash. I still can't see. Yeah, so the Briscoes and FTR probably went a good twenty minutes. Great match, great tag team match. Um, apparently, the Briscoes didn't know that they were going to do the handshake and bow and everything to them afterwards. That was a surprise that FTR did for them. Huge celebration. They let them have the ring to celebrate, and that's when the the Bucks came in and super kicked the Briscoes. And FTR came out for the save, which set up the amazing tag team match on Dynamite. Yeah, last night. I mean, here's the thing. Like, it, the, Tony Khan's creative, it's not going to be able to last forever. But he does a very good job. Like, Dynamite and Rampage are entertaining. Even Dark and Dark Elevation are entertaining. Like, I couldn't sit and watch that much WWE in a week anymore. The way they do things. That was the first time I watched Raw all the way through... In years. Oh, I didn't even... After Cody probably, got in the ring? Probably since uh, WrestleMania last year. Yeah, I was watching... I was watching on the delay. So I was, like, looking to see what was happening from the live report. And... Yeah. I was just like, this is this is nothing. Veer came in and, like, fucking murked Dominic. I'm like... Oh, they squashed fucking Miz dominated fucking Dominic I, I, in like 45 seconds. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was literally just the same shit that was at WrestleMania for no fucking reason. You've yeah. got all these people on your roster and you do nothing with them. All right, real quick, we'll talk about WrestleMania weekend. Um, like I said, Stand Deliver was Saturday morning. Nothing really happened. Belts changed hands and then they just ended up going right back to the person that dropped the belt on Tuesday, NXT. Walter yeah, NXT is a joke now. It really is. Walter's getting jobbed out to set up like him and his 
Um, I can't remember which one of Imperium is now going up to the main roster. Is Possibly it, as a tag team. I think Eichner. The bald one? I think the yeah, bald, the bald one's one. yeah. going? Yes. Um, L.A. Knight is possibly getting called up to As be a, a manager. manager. So dumb. Who looks like Elias. Like, you put those two together, they, 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 they could, could be yeah. twin magic. So so let's, uh, let, let's just make Elias his own brother instead of going, you know, let's bring in somebody <laughs> who actually looks like him. It's actually funny. Um, so, WrestleMania, night one. Um, it was okay, but it was a typical fucking, it's WrestleMania matches. I mean, it's a WWE match. It's boring. It's formularic. It's the typical style that you see on every fucking match. You don't let the wrestlers do these amazing moves. It's the the wrestle. It's the sports entertainment. Which is like, type which is how, like I don't understand how so many WWE guys get hurt. Like if you look at that Cody Seth match, like I want I'd love to go in and watch it again and time the rest holds. Like it started with rest holds. It didn't do anything and then go into rest holds for them to catch their breath. No. It started in rest holds. Like every single one of these matches was like this. It's so it's it's embarrassing. And the fact that there are people out there that defend like their life depends on it. WWE and their decisions that there's people we know who train other wrestlers that defend yeah. WWE in its style. Like that is like the pinnacle. Like, bro, no matter how bad you kiss up to Vince, he's never gonna hear it and you're never gonna get a job. Um first night was night one was the Usos versus Shinsuke and Rick Boogs. Unfortunately, Rick Boogs knee in a spot that didn't need to happen. It was a bad spot. Like it was, it was just to show off his strength. But then whatever the the second Uso didn't get up high enough. Yeah. So it threw him off balance and it buckled his knee, and now tore his tore his quad. His quad at like so the he tore the quad away from the knee. Not the he didn't yeah. just tear the quad itself. He tore the quad at the knee. Which he had successful surgery today. Yeah. So. so again, a spot that was not necessary. Yeah. So at first it was like, oh man, Rick Boogs is a good seller. Cause yeah, no. that was the exact same knee that he messed up that mm-hmm. he pretended was hurt um, on that last SmackDown. Um, next was and Drew. Again, that was a, like, they kept the belts. Usos, like, so it was a match that didn't need to happen because it didn't progress anything. Yeah, I mean, it depends on who knows what the finish would have been. Usos probably would have won, but who knows? They had to quickly go to the finish, like where Sinsuke mm-hmm. came in, got a little offense in, but then got the whatever they call the new 3D yeah. that the Usos do. In one, I think that's called. Anyway, uh, Drew versus Happy Corbin. The only thing of significance in this match is Somebody actually kicked out the end of days, the most protected move in all of wrestling. And Nobody, again, like this, this added nothing, like nothing to this feud. Like this feud shouldn't have been going on this long anyway. It's been going on since last year. Yeah. So I'm like, this, this is like, and I hate it. I've hated what they've done with Corbin. Like the poor home, like, brah, he literally works for the company you're watching him on and gets a paycheck. 
how would he be poor and homeless? WWE has catering at events. Why is he at an event like I had a can and I smashed it open? Like none of like this is this is the absurd shit. I'm like how 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 is this? How is NBC and Fox not like what the shit is this? They don't they don't watch. They just look at the numbers the next oh, night. Oh, they're going to get they're going to start getting look, I'm telling you. I will die on that hill. Eventually those numbers are going to fuck Vince over. Yeah, so like I said, if Vince, if Vince really wouldn't let him have the give let him use the footage and shit without him signing back again, like that's that just goes to show you Vince is an asshole. Oh, you know fucking Vince is you know Vince ain't gonna do shit for him because you started a rival company. You tried to put me out of business. Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter how much Vince tries to say they're not competition, or Nick Khan tries to say they're not competition, it's like Bruh, you wouldn't have signed Cody then. You wouldn't have tried to make Cody's debut this big thing. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have allowed him to come out in the exact same ring gear, the exact same entrance theme, even if he owned all of it. You wouldn't put fucking NXT up against Dynamite that first yeah, year. Yeah, you wouldn't have. Yeah, like you would have just been like, I don't need to because we're we're, we're better. They're below us. But, but the, no, you've, he's, Vince has seen them as competition from jump. Yeah, it's, it's one of those supposedly... Vince and Bruce went down to Georgia to speak to Cody in person and apparently according to Cody 95% of the conversation was about his daughter about raising a daughter and being the first like having their first kid and stuff like that and and um and like I said he he said he doesn't want to be a man management anymore like he doesn't want to be backstage because like he's basically got to walk back everything he did in AEW at this point is what he's got to do it's one of those he probably realized when he became EVP that and also Russell full-time at the same time is like he probably didn't realize how much work but he wants to be his daddy and his daddy did that his daddy was a booker but I mean he's still which is he's Essentially, the like chief creative officer of whatever business, like that's what that is. Booker is the chief creative officer of a wrestling promotion. It's also why we get a dusty finish. Yeah, because <laughs> Dusty was a genius at times. Nobody wins, baby. Yeah, nobody wins. I'll win, but. It's by a fluke, and then I have to give the belt back. Technically, I don't. I'm not the world champion. Yeah, nobody wins. Nobody wins. Yeah, or oh, it's a count, a double count out yeah. or some bullshit. Um. So yeah, that's my thought on Cody. It's <clears throat> like he's gonna be on SmackDown. He's gonna. This is obviously setting up. He's got a fucking challenge for the belt. And you gave this lose. big promo about he's winning lose. the belt. That's what's hilarious. There's no way Roman after beating Brock. Is gonna lose to Cody. I bet you he does. I bet you that's how they ununify the belt. Oh, they make up a new belt and they do a tournament and Cody wins it. It's the the whole fact of then it's not then it's not him winning it's him winning a made up title. It's like the honor of Finn being the first Universal Champion. Like the Universal Title had no prestige to it. Yeah, it was a made up belt. It had no like. When they unif- when Jericho unified those belts that night, 
Like that was it. The 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 lineage became the WWE title. No matter how many times they reintroduced the the big gold belt cuz they did it when they split the brands, but it once Jericho unified the two belts after he bought WCW, that was it. It was the WWE title that was the belt with all with the lineage. But again, you know, the e-drones and the the just casuals don't know any of that. Assholes like me who remember those fucking matches from the 80s and shit. Yeah. Know that. It's the fact of the... Um, apparently the one guarantee Vince gave him, the only guarantee Vince gave him, is that he's never going to be Stardust. For now, which is which is which is like I'd be like I, which he did to start us fucking cartwheel the cartwheel yeah like I'd have screw that I'd have like just for like what would have been a better entrance to really just fucking play to the internet wrestling community I'd have had the Stardust entrance start to come out too and then have it like fucking like you know. Fritz out and then cut to his music, which again, his music is all about going out on his own and starting his own company and being like this fucking, you know, trailblazer who fucking ran back to the comfort of where he came from with his tail between his legs. It's one of those. Cody is a product of WCW and WWF. That's Plain and simple. Cody he's was never, never going to be revolutionary. He's never been on Andy's. Yeah. Except for until when he went to... Yeah, once he When went, he got released. Yep. Is when And then he, he was a name, so it's not like he had to actually put in work on And he Indies. put in some of his best work, Ring of Honor, New yeah, Japan. I mean, he put in... Like, that's when he started having really good matches, but it's yeah. not like he had to earn a his, reputation. His matches in PWG was really fucking good. Yeah. Um, he went into every one of these promotions as a fucking star. Yeah. Got treated as such. Um, he was the RH, I think, World Heavyweight Champion. He held the point. ROH belt. He held belts in New Japan. He was a Bullet Club member. Bullet Club member. So now... He worked WCPW before it went out of business. Yes. Um... The thing is... Because it's not like... Here's the thing. It's not like you could... It's not like an actual indie. Like a true indie could book him. Well, I couldn't have booked him. Yeah. In 2018. Because you look at AEW's roster. It's all fucking people that's been on indies. Yeah. It's it's not... Mine... uh, People that strictly only know WWF style fucking wrestling. Yeah. That wasn't brainwashed. Um... Yeah, I want to say like everybody on the roster is not wasn't like a performance center fucking person. Then, well, maybe some of the dark people like no, because I mean, if you look at it, it's like Keith Lee was on the Indies before he went to NXT. No, I'm talking about like the like AEW people, the AEW dark people. That's Dark Orders, all indie people. Uh, no, dark like dark and dark elevation people who are always on these shows. Like Dark Orders, always on those shows. No, the people that that do the jobs. For, oh yeah, that's all. It's all indies. It's all indie people. Because there's there's one, there was a couple of NXT. Oh, Ty Conti. 
She was a. But I mean, at least Ty was like an athlete before she joined NXT. But again, Ty, she didn't. She didn't. I think Ty, her and Anna J. Ty's Anna J. was on the Indies. Yeah, she just least. started. The she indies. had just started. Ty. Yeah. I think Ty might have been on the Indies, but again, it was one of those not very long. No, she was at NXT for a couple months or a year, then asked for a release or got released. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think she might have been like. That's why she won best, most improved. I think she might have been in, but I mean, again, she's not. She's still not that great. No, she's still. She is not that great of a wrestler, and she damn well can't cut a proc and promo. Like I was, that fucking shit with her and Sammy is just fucking like nauseating. Yeah, she looked like fucking Renee with that haircut. <laughs> she got the Renee cut. Um, and then one of the. I say it's not the worst match of the fucking night one, but it was boring, and you can tell fucking Ronda wasn't interested at all. Oh in this yeah, that, that match. was just Charlotte versus Ronda. Charlotte wins, which was kind of shocking, but um, the big news of the night was supposedly Ronda had left left the fucking show, and they had to go calm her down and bring her back because of um. She didn't like. She wasn't the fucking main event. And again, it's like, bro, you're not. You're not that big of a fucking draw. No, you're not. Especially coming back, you're, you're second, not that big of a fucking draw. You left for a year. You started. You had a started a family. Had a kid. You come back, and you cut that. Your first first, your first promo, promo is shitting on people. Yeah, you cut a you people fucking promo when you're supposed to be a baby face, and you gave no like um any type of enthusiasm. In that fucking promo where Vince and the people backstage had to pull you aside and say, listen, you got to get your shit together. It's she's another celebrity who got the ability to get a spot on the roster because of her name. Like, A, she's not the baddest woman on the planet because people whooped her ass. Yeah. There are other female fighters out there that whooped her ass. So she's not the baddest woman on the planet. Her she, MMA record's not even that fucking impressive. She shouldn't have won Ring uh, Royal Rumble. No, she shouldn't have. Because I mean, at least when Shayna Baszler, I don't think has as an impressive record. I don't think it, it is what I mean. I'd have to go back and look and see what Shayna's record is compared to no to Ronda's. Shana, but Shayna went to the Indies and became a wrestler. Shayna Shayna wrestled on the Indies. And got earned her spot in WWE. I think she's a little over 50-50, her MMA record. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's... Whereas I think fucking Ronda's like 12-2. and two. And what happened? When she lost, she quit. The minute she got... The minute she had to fight somebody who beat her, that's after that second match, because she lost those last two fights, so I think, well, like, back-to-back losses. Yeah. She was like, nope, I'm done. Well, the thing that killed her wrestling was the second the fans turned on her. Because mm-hmm. she buried the entire fucking women's division, and she couldn't she couldn't handle that. Yeah, she can't like because yeah, she can't handle not being like she wants that fucking Hulk Hogan of the eighties yeah, type pop, not, stone cold pop. Then you're not dealing with that kind of crowd anymore. No, especially when you bury everybody. Yeah, because yeah, you buried a lot. You buried people that were way more over than you, and supposedly. You hurt a couple wrestlers, mm-hmm. um, Alexa Bliss and yeah. I mean, that's why Alexa else. was out for so long in the beginning because fucking Ronda hurt her. 
Yeah. Um, it was a very fucking boring match. Shitty finish. Yeah. Um, little Nate taking a spear, hitting his fucking back of his head on the bottom turnbuckle. Looked like it sucked. And then, um, yeah, what do you do with Ronda now? I mean, it's just like the question for night two. What do you do with Brock now? Brock's probably going to go away for a while off of TV, and then he'll come back for the Saudi show in, during the summer. Whatever. The Money in the Bank, I think, is going to be in Saudi. Because then we had uh, the final match of night one was Kevin Owens and Steve Austin, <laughs> which right. ended up actually being a, well, a match. I, I use the term match very loosely. It was Suplex City. It was nothing but suplexes. Yeah, I mean that was that's the only. Bu- I mean he would. That's the bumps he would. Austin would take, and then it was a. It's no DQ like. So, KO comes out. This is the main event. So, Dave Meltzer put it. Oh wait, perfectly. Yeah, we, we had a match cut too. Yes, we had a match. We had the Us uh, New Day versus Sheamus, Sheamus and, and Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland got cut due to time. And again, let us reiterate. Four-hour show, so that's what, 60 and 60s, 120, 120, 120s, a 240-minute show with only 100 minutes yeah. of wrestling, and they had to cut a match. Because in between every match, there was a video package that lasts at least five to ten minutes long. Yeah. And then there's recaps of what happened in earlier matches because... The Peacock is set up two different ways. Either you get it for free with ads or you pay that five ninety nine without ads. So those live events, you have to put something when the other people are watching ads. Mm-hmm. So people who fucking pay get recaps. So this is what's ridiculous. Now the pay-per-view there, premium live events as they call them now, yeah. have commercials. How is it a premium live event? If I've got to sit through commercial breaks. Because it's Peacock. But again, that's the only way to watch them in America. Yes. So now... Unless you have a VPN. Your premium... Yeah, because then... But again, you'd still have the same shit if you were watching it on the network. Now. You'd still have those obnoxious breaks. Because it would... On the network, anywhere else, it's going to get the feed that... The, the the commercial free people are getting. Yeah, you're just going to get recaps in between. So, I'm paying for commercials now, whereas before I wasn't. So, I'm getting less paying the same amount of money. Yeah. Um. So, the reason why the KO... Because everybody's wondering, why is a fucking talk show headlining WrestleMania? It's because Meltzer said... Before Stone Cold was announced, sales for WrestleMania Night 1, or just WrestleMania in general, was very bad to the point where they were giving away tickets. They were doing two-for-one deals like every other week for WrestleMania. Then when they announced Stone Cold was going to be there, when he got announced, ticket sales fucking skyrocketed, and they ended up doing what they did. So... You have to put that last because if you put that earlier in the show, all those people who came just to see Stone Cold are, leave. are just going to leave. And then it's going to look like shit. So that's what Rhonda doesn't get about the business. And um, 
I don't know how much Flair was also upset about it, but I I would figure she knows the business enough to to realize that. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. A, when Ronda main evented, it was a three-way, and it was a horrible match that didn't need to be a three-way that they added Charlotte to for no apparent reason. Oh, because that's the original match they wanted. But they, but like Daniel Bryan, like Kofi Mania, Becky got fucking yeah. over with the crowd and they had to put her in. Well, no, they added Charlotte to it. It wasn't even going to be, Becky wasn't even in that. No, match. the original plan before Becky had her nose broken, Becky and Ronda was supposed to fight at like some B pay-per-view before the end of the year. But then she got the nose broken and she was out for all those months. But technically, she was still a number one contender because she won the Rumble that year. I don't remember. So the original plan was always supposed to be Charlotte and Ronda. I mean, uh, yeah, Ronda. But because of Becky getting over and they had to, she had to jump through hoops to get that fucking WrestleMania spot. Yeah. And then they added Charlotte because that's... That was the original, like the fucking three-way with Daniel Bryan and Batista and... And Orton. Orton. Like, Daniel Bryan had to win that fucking first match to get into the main event. Yeah, it was. it's just, you know... I, I Charlotte knows the business enough to know why. Oh, Ronda, she's... Ronda doesn't know... Ronda doesn't know the business, doesn't care to know the business. Yeah. She's there for the adulation. I... I can guarantee after that interview she did, she ain't staying with WWE. Once her contract's up, she's probably gone. Yeah, and I mean, if I was fucking Vince, I'd just be like, "Cool, go home." No, fuck no. They're gonna they're gonna throw so much money at her because they don't want her to go to fucking AEW. Dude, I guarantee Tony. I guarantee you, after this shit, Tony Khan ain't gonna go after her. I bet you she does. I bet she does. No, like she's a fucking name. She's a huge name. And plus, you can put put her with fucking Andrade. Oh no, I'm not talking about Flair. Like, Flair, yeah. Oh, I'm Ronda? talking about just send Ronda's ass home. Oh yeah, Ronda, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm not talking about yeah. The minute Charlotte's done, like yeah, she's going to AEW. Like, yeah, that's what I, I meant. Like, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, um, yeah, because Flair did an interview saying how she misses not being having Andrade around her. Yeah, Andrade's not there. She's not close friends with the full horse women like like they used to she she doesn't ride with um becky anymore bailey's been hurt for a year so um, yeah, like I, yeah i'm talking about sending just send ronda's ass home like we don't need you anymore yeah unless she goes to fucking raw to fight fucking bianca for the belt and fucking squash bianca again probably um but yeah, like the Stone Cold and, and Kevin Owens thing, I was like, it was entertaining. It was a nostalgia act. Is it the thing, is it the last thing I've ever wanted to see for Stone Cold? No. Night 2 was the last thing you want to see for Stone Cold. Yeah. But I mean, was that the last match I ever want to see Stone Cold in? No, because no. you can tell Stone Cold is not, he's in shape. Like, But, but he's, he's still stiff, He ha- he's not limber. His no. fucking kick, his stomps were like. It was just 
Stone Cold's greatest hits. Yeah, and, and like it was, you could tell he was like he couldn't deliver the, the stomps like he used to. All he did was suplexes. If it wasn't a punch or a kick, it was a suplex. Yeah, that was it. Kevin Owens sold like crazy for him. Probably had a fucking. I mean, yeah, Kevin Owens was probably fucking having the like the fucking night of his life. Yeah, because there's a picture of him, a very very young Kevin Owens mm-hmm. next to Stone Cold, and then somebody on Twitter put like just like if he only knew that in X amount of years he'll be headlining WrestleMania against yeah. Stone Cold. Um, but it it was a match that. Didn't need to happen. No, it did not need to happen. Kevin Owens could have easily won against somebody else. Yeah. But. Again, you're in Texas and your tickets are slumping. All right, back up a money truck to fucking. And you can't get Taker out. Yeah, back up a money truck to, a money truck to Austin who said he was never going to wrestle again. Yeah. Multiple times. He had to promote that beer. He's got a new beer. Yeah. And then the. um yeah, Stone Cold won. And uh, whoever throwing the beers wasn't as good as the old ring of, yeah. ring uh, bell ringer. And, uh, you just must have had two massive ice chests out there full of them. Yeah. Yeah, so night one, out of like, if you give it a grade out of five, I gave it like a fucking two. Yep. There's a two-star night. Yeah. And mainly that was because of Becky and Bianca and Stone Cold. Yeah, because like I said, nothing else progressed anything. It didn't, you know, cap anything off. At least Kevin's promo leading into it. It's like, I didn't want you for this show. I want to fight you. I want to beat you up. That's why I called you out. And then for some reason he gets arrested. Or escorted out by not even the fucking. You want to get? Yeah, no. What didn't even like? They, I don't know if those were even Texas Rangers or they were just like Dallas cops. It looked like state troopers. Yeah, because they had the hats and stuff like that. That wasn't fucking marshals. Oh, it's not like justified. It wasn't Rangers. Looking. Yeah, yeah, the Rangers. Um. I mean, here's the thing: Austin don't live in Texas anymore, anyway. Like, that's the part of the, the promo that needed to be there. You know, oh, are you going to come yell? You're going to come get angry with me because I'm talking shit about Texas and you don't even live here anymore. Yeah, well, no. Like, he moved to California. Yeah, I remember I used to listen to Stone Cold's podcast when he first started doing it from. And he, I think that was right when, when he first moved to um, to live in Los Angeles. But yeah, um, night two started with RK Bros versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Dude, I didn't even pay attention to this match. It was a good match. Um, not as good as the Raw match that RK Bros and Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens and Seth had that three way, but it was still a good match. You. Everybody's expecting had good spots. Riddle with the slingshot RKO off the top rope to Montez Ford, and then Orton wins with an RKO. I think it was a moonsault that Gable 
did mm-hmm. and hit the RKO for the win. And then they go to celebrate. They call Gable Stevenson in, who's they're really going to fucking promote. Oh, God, I can't wait for that to blow up in their face. Um, I cannot <laughs> wait for Gable Stevenson's to blow up, in, uh, blow up in Vince's face. See, I was thinking about, remember how we were talking about the cards? That mm-hmm. one super hit in that the card box? Yeah. It has to be the fucking Gable Sting- Stevenson's one of one. I can't wait. Because technically that's his rookie card, according to wait. that wrestling. I can't wait for that shit to blow up in their face. Yeah. It's Dude, because once he's on television more, like more and more people are going to fucking start talking shit about it. Yeah, we'll see. And Lord, if the girl herself says something. Unless they already hasn't tried to pay her off to keep her quiet. I don't know. I know that fucking DA was like, <clears throat> you're lucky you're not in jail. You're lucky you got off on this like little technicality loophole. You know for a fact that you should be sitting in jail. Yeah, it's the um, the whole thing is like, the stupid thing about this match is you set up Gable Stevenson to come in to celebrate. Oh yeah, because we. I'm sure he got, was, he got he got brought out the night one too. Yeah, Stephanie brought him out like, look out, big fucking recruit, Gable Stevenson, who's probably gonna go straight from college because he just he's about to graduate college. Um, straight to the fucking main roster because I don't think he's doing NXT. No. Because they don't want him to waste, like, actually learning the fucking business. They're going to bring him straight up to the, because um, they want him, because they, they look at at Gable Stevenson as Kurt Angle and Brock mixed together with way shittier tattoos. Yes. <laughs> um, and a penchant for drunken rape. It's the stupidest thing is you set up a, a fucking program, a little thing between him. Gable Stevenson was in the ring celebrating. Gable. Chad Gable. Chad Gable comes in, slaps the cup out of his hand before he can take a sip, and they do the little salute. They clear the ring. Gable gives Gable a fucking overhead suplex, mm-hmm. or a fucking belly-to-belly suplex, and that was it. So the next night on Raw, you just promoted this dude two nights. You spent two fucking segments on this fucking dude. And then on Raw, your big Raw after Mania, he's nowhere to be found. Doesn't even talk about him. Nope. <clears throat> My guess is he's on fucking SmackDown. Because Fox is probably sitting there telling him, uh, telling them. Oh, we couldn't get Brock. You we give couldn't us- get Brock. We're getting You're giving us that. Because again, that's what Vince now has to do because he's dealing with two separate companies. He's not going to come in, bro. Yeah, and he's not like, unless, I, I guarantee, Teresa goes and opens it, he might come in. Yeah, he's he's not going to, Teresa's going to need to come and open the door for him. Yeah, you know, fuck cats. Um, <laughs> then the next match after that was Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Um, another don't need... Didn't need yeah. didn't need to be on the show. This six minute six and a half minutes could have went to the uh to the new day match. Yeah, because they got fucking screwed. Yeah, um, because it doesn't make any sense. The night before WrestleMania, the Raw before WrestleMania, 
Bobby Lashley comes out and topples fucking Omos. The first person to make Omos leave his... Um, and it's not like he did it. Like, they ran into each other. Yeah. And he fell. This isn't, This wasn't Hogan body slamming Andre. They try and make it seem like that, but it's like, no. Yeah. Um, no, Hogan-Andre was the next match. Um, and then the big payoff to this match is MVP turns on Bobby Lashley, who they, once again, they're going to make Bobby Lashley, that baby face, all smiling, everything, everything's happy, sisters, fucking type of Bobby Lashley. And again, like, why? You could have turned, you could have turned MVP face with him. Yeah. Why? Why? Like, MVP is great as Bobby Lashley's manager. Because. Slash part-time wrestler. Because Vince really wants to put over Omos. But Omos can't talk on, he needs a fucking mouthpiece. So that's why that's they what I'm put saying. MVP with him. He was not ready to leave AJ. He had not reached Diesel status yet. He wasn't ready to leave the fucking raw. What the fuck was that called? No, he wasn't on raw. Oh yeah, he was. He was the bouncer for Raw Underground. Of Raw Underground, but yeah. he was also the Black Ninja. Yeah, he was the Super but he Ninja. He was Tazawa's Black Ninja. But I mean, like, I he was <clears throat> he worked fine as as AJ's muscle, like. Yeah. But I mean, because. They were literally working the same program that Sean and, and, and Kevin Nash did. And this is how I don't understand how you screw things up. Like, you literally are running the exact same story and you screw it up because you didn't let it play out like it was supposed to. Yeah. Probably the match of the weekend. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Simply because you want sports entertainment. That I mean that was this was an entertaining as hell match. Like I don't care what Cornette says. Like this is this was a fun, entertaining match amongst a bunch of shit. You want Johnny Knoxville. This this was the perfect Johnny Knoxville match. This is the way the match had to go. Mm-hmm. A jackass fucking style match. Yep. Um. You had fucking mouse traps. You had a giant mouse trap. You had a fucking Mark Henry and May Young's son making his yeah debut WrestleMania debut, hitting fucking Sammy who is running away. Um, countless jackass crew members beating up Sammy. Wee man with the fucking impressive body slam that he had to Sammy. The real. Andre Hulk. Yeah, the real Andre Hulk movement. Yeah. Um. Again, this was a fun, entertaining match. The crowd loved it. The crowd was laughing. Like this is a, this is what a celebrity match is supposed to be. In the match, I don't, like Johnny wasn't in there trying to be like, oh, I'm a, like you know, I'm all about like no. Johnny was in there like I'm gonna do jackass shit because I'm gonna play to my strengths. The first fucking second of the match, he got Huluva kicked. Yeah, like he, he like, that's what like that's what a celebrity match. Like I can't wrestle Sammy, so I'm gonna have to do what I do to beat Sammy. Yeah, and this match went long. It was yeah, almost, and it was entertaining from like start to finish. It did not lull at all. Fourteen and a half minutes. It did not lull at all. No, it didn't drag. 
Uh, it's you had Party Boy, yeah, Chris Pontius, no Stevo, unfortunately, no, no Stevo. I think he's permanently banned. He's probably permanently banned. Yes. Yeah. Um. Apparently, Bailey is a huge fan of Party Boy because she she posted on Twitter and it's like, "Oh my God, it's Party Boy, <laughs> let's hang out." <laughs> um. He finally got the pants off in one pull. Yeah. Because normally the fucking pants don't come off in one pull. Um, I wish he would have yelled, you like the party? I like the party. <laughs> and then fucking, that's when he rubs his pants off and start. Should have had music playing mm-hmm. while he was dancing on Sammy. But entertain, entertaining as hell match. It was. It was very like Mind that you, was- two of the gadgets didn't work properly, but hell. I mean, who, who cares? cares? Yeah. I mean, it was the highlight. It, dude, it was the highlight of the weekend on WrestleMania for me because, like, I could give two shits. I take it back. Three. Because when Johnny grabbed the fucking table full of mousetraps... They all started going off. Yeah, all, all of them started going off as soon as they hit the fucking apron. <laughs> he didn't... He forgot to move the apron first and yeah. then pulled the And then, the then it got caught under... Like, the leg got caught underneath the mat. Yeah. So we had to, like, push it back under and shit. So, yeah. I mean... It's a, a gimmick-filled match. It wasn't gonna. It was never gonna go off, you know, without a hitch. But it was still entertaining. Yeah. Um, it wasn't boring. Technically, his shoulders wasn't pinned to the mat, but you know, to anything goes match. That's true. Um, next, you had a four-way for the women's tag titles: Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Camella versus Queen Zelina. Versus Liz Rian Morgan and, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. That's that was kind of like thrown together at the last second and got put into this match. No, they've been tagging. I think. Have they? Yeah. They've been tagging. Like, right. I mean, it's a recent thing, but they've been tagging. And the funny thing is, if you go back to last year's WrestleMania, somebody pointed it out every tag team that was going for the women's tag t- titles are now split. Yeah, are not a team anymore, and which is probably gonna, because all these fucking teams are just thrown together. Yep. Yeah, because like live the live Rhea thing is literally just happened like this month. Poor Nikki fucking Nikki A. Well, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, not the superhero Nikki, but not even on the card. She was fucking women champion last year. Mm-hmm. Fucking, oh, this is going to be fucking Tamina, uh, Tamina, uh, Tamina's year, Tamina's year, because last year, like nothing, nobody's meaner than Tamina yeah, and, and the crowd was going nuts. And when they won the belt, it was like, oh, this is, this is going to be her thing. They're going to take her seriously. Nope. Doing a shitty fucking I was surprised they didn't do the fucking marriage. Yeah. At this WrestleMania. But Sasha Banks and Naomi won. Um, Ten minute match. All it was was just, we got to get these women WrestleMania paychecks. Get them on the card. Sasha came out in a Lamborghini for no reason whatsoever. She's the boss. I mean, fucking Becky came out in a fucking Suburban Escalade. Something... For no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, Corey got a lot of shit on Twitter about his comments about the marching band that came out. He was like, who the hell is this? And then people just automatically assume it was a racist thing because it was a black 
college yeah, I mean, motion that's, band. That's not a. Yeah, exactly. Like and it's like who did with the? I mean, that was probably the best entrance all weekend. Like that's what sucks about them now. Like nobody like WrestleMania entrances used to be like a spectacle that you'd want to see. Oh my god! Fucking, I just remembered about Cody. His entrance on Raw. Oh my god, it was so laughable. His head was poking out the whole time because all he did was put a box. Like, if you don't have a stage to do it on, then don't do it. Because it looked it it looked retarded. His head from his nose up was sticking above the above the box yeah. above the box. So he wasn't down low enough, or no, the box is that short. Like it was literally yeah, he wasn't hunched down. Yeah, it was like literally just a box in the entryway. Like, bruh. And then, but when because he, he had to rise up, and when he rose up, and then they cut to the wide shot, and you actually seen it, it's just like a, a box, box with a ramp, with a fucking U-Haul back of a U-Haul truck that ramp. Was so bad. Oh god, it was laughable. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot about that. Uh, um. So right, yeah, that it's, Vince ain't gonna build him a a set so he can come out through the middle. It's also congrats to Corey and Camilla got married today. Unfortunately, now we're gonna have Jerry Lawler on. I mean, it's commentary. still one of those things where like it, it's kind. Of, he did his wife dirty. He says they were split, but she says otherwise. It's a he said she said thing. Yeah, like, like, who knows? I, that's why I hate I, I hate when they bring in like personal shit like. Why do we even have to acknowledge that Carmella and fucking Corey are a thing? I mean, I don't think they ever talked about their show ever again since it premiered. No. I don't know if it's Steven Stone uh, TV, uh, YouTube. Um, Another long and boring match that could have been fucking great, could have been match of the night, Edge versus uh, AJ Styles. But... Gotta wrestle that fucking WWE style match. Yup. <clears throat> Poor fucking AJ. Hopefully he leaves when his ex- extension yeah. runs out. Um, And it's just the shittiest fucking finish. It was like a 25 minute match too. Because Edge can't have short matches anymore. He's gotta have these long epic fucking matches. Yeah, because I mean he, can't, he has to like, they, they have to be slow. That's why. Um, Boring match. Most of it, like the Cody and Seth thing, mm-hmm. most of the match was boring until the like the last, uh, last part of the fucking yep. match, last five to ten minutes of the match, and AJ loses because Damian Priest comes out of nowhere and looks at him and didn't not, do anything, not even just look, stood there, not even looking at him. He's looking out the side of his eye, uh, corner of his eye towards Edge that's in the ring, while had his back turned to AJ, who was about to do the phenomenal forum. And then he gets speared in midair, loses one, two, three sets up. Damian priest. Now is a part of edges faction or as Brody King. Oh yeah. Said on Twitter, when you order the house of black from wish, he got a lot of shit for that. I don't care. I'd like, I'd be like fucking funny. There you go, brah. Like somebody needs to say this shit. It was like, somebody needs to say it. But it's also like the fucking brood. It's just, it's a new version of the brood. That's all it is. No, because it's not even like they came out and he cut that promo on fucking Monday. And it's like, no, you're not even trying to be the brood. 
Like you're trying to be the creepy dark fucking. Because Edge, Edge did have the fucking best entrance of night two. With the yeah, chair with rising the, with, with the, the with the fucking the throne and shit. Yeah, it did look fire. That looked awesome. It's a good. Um, but again, it's what what sucks when you just have these big stupid LED screens. Yeah, and like this random prop shows up. Um, the next night when they were given the promo, Damien supposedly Edge had no idea Damien was coming out. Damien heard Edge's speech on Raw and. His his matches wasn't going the way it was. His direct he lost the fucking title to Finn, and he wasn't he was losing his matches. He needed a change, and Edge was that person that could help him. Even though I mean I'm not gonna knock it. I mean like no, Damian Priest is a good Damian guy. Damian Priest he is needs, a great guy, a great wrestler. He's another one of those Vince is super high on and does does and nothing with did nothing with him. And like I'm not even gonna knock the faction because I think it could work. Yeah, especially but it needs to be its own thing. Especially the two rumored names that they're gonna bring in. Supposedly that they they already started up. They set up one already on Raw. Yeah, because Rip Rhea and Liv are having a tiff. Yeah, but they, which they're probably officially gonna break up next week on on Raw. And then Champa is gonna be fucking. At least he's gonna be put in a good program. Are they gonna shave him? Cause he look like him and Edge would look. Cause Edge has got that gray scruffy beard. Yeah. I don't. They, like Champa needs that beard. He can't. He can't get rid of. Even if it like he can't get rid of it though. I mean, he's he was clean shaven on the Indies. Yeah, but he had but a mohawk. He had a mohawk. <laughs> he like this is this is this version of Champa is like. Oh, he looks looks like a psychotic mountain man. He looks like fucking well, a psychotic uh, homeless dude. <laughs> Like Rambo, yeah. Those, the, yeah. The last Rambo, this is, this is first blood Rambo right here. Not even first blood. This is like Rambo after a couple fucking movies where he's just like, dude, I'm old, I'm broken down, I fucking. No, this is this is like this is Rambo, Rambo. Yeah. This is this yeah. is this is you know went back to Vietnam. Oh no, Burma. Burma, yeah. And it, it, like the boatman stays with the boat. <laughs> um. So yeah, so hopefully they do they do something with him. I can't imagine him staying once his contract's up. No, I think he's going once his contract's up. Especially if Johnny goes the AEW. Yeah. Um and then unfortunately Sheamus versus New Day only went like a minute 40. And we had to just show fucking Biggie getting his neck broken. For no reason whatsoever. They fucking really ever. set up. This is a tribute to Big E. They came out wearing singlets. They both, yeah, they both were wearing singlets, just like Big E. Um, and then Jesus Christ, they got squashed. The poor Pete Dunn. Why'd you have to sign that five-year contract? Yup. You're fucking literally. They take your name now. You butch. And you're basically fucking scrappy do. Yep. Doesn't matter how much of a badass you are. Doesn't matter that you could legitly probably beat everybody on the fucking roster. You had one of the best matches, probably a top three match on NXT. Him and Taylor Bate yep. for that first. Uh, I think it's no, it's when Taylor Taylor had the belt first, 
and I think that's when Pete won. Yeah, Pete it. won it. Pete was a second UK champion. Um, God damn, that fucking match was so fucking good. No, it was the first match he Pete lost, and I think he won the second match when he went to UK and did it in the UK. Yeah, because he didn't. Yeah, because Pete didn't. Pete done. He didn't win the belt. For, he wasn't the first champion. No, it was Taylor. Taylor was. Yeah, Taylor was. But I think they had a second match for the title, in which he won. Yeah. In the UK. I, th- I think that was the takeover in in London in Blackpool. I think I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, it's just like, God damn it, dude! You look like a fucking newsie. One of those old time fucking kids that just sell newspapers on the and then, corner. Then, she, like, again, so we gonna, like, uh, what I love is Seamus and them have more backstage gear on than what they wear to wrestle in. Like, it takes them more time to get ready to just sit around backstage than it does to put their ring gear on. Like, Seamus literally walks around with, like, full fucking hand and knuckle tape. But then when he wrestles, he's, like, in just the trunks with the wrist tape. Like, why? If we're going to sell this gimmick, why aren't we just wrestling in the shit that y'all are wearing? Well, you never know when a fight's going to break out. What's what I'm saying? Like, wear that shit in the ring then. <laughs> if fucking, it work. if the shitty fucking, like, the shitty fucking street clothes gear works for fucking Corbin and uh, Riddick Moss. Well, WWE's not known for their storytelling. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking... Well, let's go. Let's try and get some TV writers the right fucking wrestling. Yeah. Um, possibly. It could be match of the night. No. Well, the aftermath. Of. I mean, Pat uh, McAfee and Austin Theory was a good match. It was a good match, but it's all to me. It's all on Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee, you know, is a thing. Austin Theory. He can have a fucking five-star match. He's proven it on Evolve in some of the NXT matches. Pat McAfee can have a five-star... He had a fucking five-star match. That Wall Games. Um, I think him and that first... His first match against Cole, when it was just a one-on-one match, I think that was like a four-star match or something like that. He can prove that he can fucking go in the ring. He is super athletic. Mm Mm-hmm. But this is the main roster. This is a whole different ball game from you don't NXT. Get to do that shit. Nope. You'll be lucky to you lucky to do a fucking superplex. That's it. But what happened afterwards? That's the fucking thing that had everybody talking. Pat McAfee wins. He starts talking a lot of shit to Vince. Vince teases like he's going to come in the ring to fight. Ends up doing it. Takes off the jacket. Loosens up the tie. Rips the fucking shirt off to show the iconic black tank top. Gets in the ring. Calls for a ref. Literally, it was like the Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon match, but in reverse. Yeah, I mean, basically, Pat... Bumped like hell. Bumped like hell for a 70-some-odd-year-old man. 76. Yeah. Basically, all Vince did was hold his arm out. And Pat Vince ran into it. Yeah, Pat just ran into it. Or ran headfirst into fucking at Vince, and Vince just sidestepped him, and he ran into the turnbuckle. Or, see, what should have happened is 
theory was kind of interfering. There was one point where he took his legs out and basically nut shot him on the against the um the ring post. It should have been the ref sees this, is about to call for the disqualification. Vince is like, no, 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 no. This is a fucking no DQ match. Yeah, do it like they used to do. Yeah. Obviously a fucking two on one theory takes the fucking belt or the bank or the ring um bell and fucking hits McAfee to knock him out so Vince can get the fucking win. Not what we had Shitty fucking clothesline, clothesline. I'm going to take this football and punt it in your stomach. That's my finishing move. I mean, here's the thing. Like, the, the, the book this match, just like you're saying. And then right as the ref's going to count the three. The glass shatters. The glass shatters. Yeah. And you get the classic Vince reaction, which he blew. Yeah. Because they played Theory's music for some goddamn reason. I think because they both had Austin. I think I think what it was is you're right because it fucking came out. He came out at three sixteen, three hours and sixteen minutes in. Yeah. You know they were fucking. We got to drag it out a little bit more. We got to drag it out a little bit more. We got to drag it out a little bit more. Oh, uh, Kevin Dunn has two buttons back there for theme music. And they both say Austin. They both said Austin. They forgot to put. Uh, no, that, uh, that is not in the. That music is not like. That's not in the truck. That is that is controlled backstage. by no. It's not even backstage. It's um the side the camera's on. I know at the arena you see like the AV the uh there's like a big uh, long table. Yeah, with yeah, people no. that's all coming from there. Because last show I went to, we sat behind that, and I could watch the guy the SmackDown. I can't remember. Um, one of the, it was either last show or one of the shows I sat behind. It wasn't with me because the last one we went to was the SmackDown one with Undertaker and Jericho yeah, no, no, and Kevin Owens. That. This was after that. But I was sitting there watching because it was one when like Bobby Lashley was on. Yeah, so this was. I don't remember when this was, but like I could see, I could watch it. Like he's controlling like the fucking intro and all yeah. that shit. So yeah, it, it, it's. That we can't blame on the fucking shitty camera angles and the fucking shaky cam shit. We can we can definitely blame on fucking Pete uh, on uh, Kevin Dunn. Oh god, that fucking I hate those fucking camera shots of just those quick cuts. Mm-hmm. Looks so fucking. Dumb. It's like he he just got to the nineties. Like he's fucking Michael. Like he's just got to the nineties and he's Michael Bay in it. They um. It's fucking uh no. He just watched the born he watched the born identity like a year or two ago. No, it's um, Taken 3. Oh, no, yeah, that's the horrible, like, yeah, like 15 cuts to go over a wall. Uh, they, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like he's, It's like he just got to that version of action movies. And he's like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's a... Um, Meanwhile, I'm just going to say I am of the Michael Mann uh, school of... Oh, yeah. Of, of, of wrestling... You know, the just fucking very much steady cam. One shot. One shot, cut on the impact. You know, cut right before the impact so you get to the close-up, the impact on close-up knot. Like Kevin Dunn, who cuts on the on the con- on the contact because he screws it up all the time and switches to a fucking close-up. That you know how many times... Punch whiff. You know how many times they miss fucking shots? Oh yeah, like all he misses them all the time, or he cuts yeah. the shots that show there's no contact being made. Or they cut to the fans, 
in the audience and they're not doing jack shit. Yeah, like there's so there's a reaction. Oh, let's get that. And then by the time they cut to him, like the fucking fans looking away. Yeah, he, there was one time they cut to a fan. He's on his phone. He's like looking down at his phone and um, not even paying attention to the match. But um, yeah, Austin Stone Cold comes out, gives probably two of the best stunners, two out of the three stunners. Austin Theory stunner, stunner was probably the best sold stunner of all time. Like, The Rock was even looking at a guy, God damn, that's a fucking... Oh, yeah, because yeah, Austin Theory bounced like a motherfucker. He didn't do... He did two fucking flips. He sold it twice. Yeah. He did two flips. And then when McAfee took it, he just... Dro- like, that's like what a legit stunner would do to you. Like, McAfee sold it like he took it legitly. Like... <clears throat> yeah, spitting up the beer. Yeah. And then probably the best part is like, Vince should know better. If Austin's going to hand you a beer... Don't take it because you're going to get fucking stunned. And then here's the thing, bro. Y'all should have went over that spot before the fucking show. I think it's one of the... I think this is what happened. Um, I mean, clearly Vince can't take the stunner like he used to. No, it's not that. It's Austin really did kick him. (laughs) (laughs) He probably had threw him off balance. Yeah, threw him off balance. He's 76 years old. He thought he can take it. Like, in his mind, he's fucking 30-something. He is fucking 1998... Yeah, he's Stone Cold, uh, Vince McMahon. McMahon. Um, I think Stone Cold might have kicked him and threw him off balance, and he stumbled back. And when Stone Cold picked him up, like the timing was off on the stun because it looked like his just legs turned to sand and just fucking crumbled. Yeah, he like, like yeah, dust. He didn't, he didn't take it well at all, but he um. Like I'm sure that's that you Stone said that that's gotten edited to make it look. Oh yeah, I got heavily edited to look way better than it was, but it's already too late. Like it's gonna be it's out there. It's on the internet. Yes. Yeah, it's on the internet. Cornette made everywhere. a video just fucking reviewing Vince taking the stunner to take take the piss out of it. It was so bad that Stone Cold was laughing his ass off. Yes. Afterwards, and then the best shot of the whole fucking WrestleMania the whole weekend is when. Stone Cold is leaving a quick cut to fucking Pat McAfee. And he's just drinking the beer on the while ground, he's laid out. <laughs> laid out on the ground, just has a fucking beer pouring in his mouth. <laughs> so, like, at least at least we could say, like, the two main events, like, the people in them, like, Owens and fucking McAfee were probably in heaven. Oh, yeah, McAfee. Like, McAfee, was, t- McAfee probably loves selling for fucking Vince. Oh, he loves every fucking moment of it. Taking a stunner. I mean, and he then he made he like Pat McAfee main evented fucking WrestleMania. Technically, no. Yeah, he, no, he did. Brock and Res. Oh, he had a Brock. That's right, Brock and Brock and fucking Roman after this. Yeah, I completely forgot. Um, that just shows how like that was literally the same match we've gotten from them every. So, like, I would have honestly, I would have had. Austin Theory and fucking McAfee fucking main event. So you can have Austin at the end again. No, because Brock either Brock says either he's first or last. Either way. I don't know. Like He doesn't have either he's first so he can get the fuck out and go back home. He's got that Serpentico mindset. He's like, I'm going on first so I can go home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going on last. I'm the headliner. Pick one. That's why he that's why him and um 
it was one WrestleMania. His match was first. Okay, it was the first, uh, the, the 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 zero crowd one. Yeah, the zero crowd when he was on first and then done. So when he lost to Drew. So when um, I listened to McAfee's show on Monday mm-hmm. after Mania, and um, oh dude, he was couldn't stop fucking smiling that whole time, talking about how great it was and stuff like that. Cole loves fucking McAfee. I um, mean, it is hard Michael to Cole. like. He is like. What's crazy is like you could call McAfee a, a generational talent. Like he can wrestle. Yeah. He can commentate. He's fucking great on the mic. Like he can cut a pro- like it, it's he is like the perfect package of a wrestler like a wrestler would be. It's just he was a fucking punter. He was a great punter. Look at his fucking what. Go on YouTube and watch his highlights. He lit people up on fucking punt returns. Like if they got past everybody else and he was the last person, he fucking blew them up. Um, he had some great fucking punts. He had some great um onside kicks. This was like I didn't know. I didn't know like when I when when he went up against Adam Cole, I didn't know about him being like having like his own ring set. Like I didn't know any of that at that point. That's why I was like I would shit. I'm like yeah, great, another fucking celebrity. Coming in. That's even before he got that huge deal, like that $100 million deal for his podcast. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, but now knowing like he's been like from jumping, like, all right, I can, you know, there's a difference between celebrity and someone who became famous somewhere, a wrestler who became famous somewhere else. Yeah. And that's what I would consider McAfee. McAfee is a wrestler who got famous somewhere else. First. It's it's the Bad Bunny thing. It's like yeah, Bad I'm Bunny a, is a legit fan. I'm a legit fan, and I'm gonna fucking do the work. Yeah. to to not embarrass, not, not embarrass only myself, but like the business in general. I don't care about embarrassing me. I don't want to embarrass the business, or embarrass or hurt the other wrestler. Yeah, motherfucker was doing Canadian destroys like it was nothing. I mean, that's still that move is really on the person taking it. Yeah, that's all fucking like that's the, the person who's taking the ability to jump backwards yeah it was johnny mundo fucking doing it all for yeah <laughs> but it's like anybody who adam cole does a panama sunrise to like it's, it's the stupidest movie it doesn't add it doesn't nothing. make sense but it is it, it's on whoever is it, taking it it doesn't add anything to no the hop down doesn't add anything to the momentum running the ropes back and forth like you're only going to get so much momentum yeah you're not going any faster the more fucking yeah, More time you, to run if the you ropes. Can't, if your legs can't keep up with the speed, you're just gonna fall. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then and again, if, the way you're taught to run the ropes is only three steps, one way or the other. Depending on if you're in England. Well, yeah, and how big your ring is. But again, it's one of those like there's only gonna be so many steps you can take. I think there was a story of Ricochet. I think Adam told it on um, Russell Talk back when he was WCPW that. Over here in the States, it's 20 by 20. Mm-hmm. Well, I ring. mean, depending on the promotion. Yeah. Because WCW's ring was way bigger than Vince's back in the like day. 22 or 23? I mean, no, they had they had the 20, and Vince was still using a 16 at that point. Oh. Because I think... It Eng- made their guys look bigger. Because in England, it's a 16 by 16. And a lot, of regis- regis- uh, a lot of wrestlers, it was hard for them to adjust because of the, the, yeah, cause the, the three now steps. The, now it's the... the yeah. So apparently Ricochet like overshot something 
and when he threw the forearm, he was too close. Um, and like really fucking nailed somebody. Nailed somebody. But the uh, main event for night two, Brock versus Roman. It's the match you've seen a thousand times. It's a finisher them. match. That's all it is. Yeah. Infinite finishers. I really do think Brock. I mean, uh, Roman dislocated his shoulder because you can tell the next night on Raw, he was struggling to lift that fucking title above his head. But he looks fucking good holding up those two titles. Like, it looks... I mean, the I'm, Usos not gonna, behind like, him. I'm not going to... Like, I love this Roman as a heel. Yeah. Like, I, I love heel Roman. Like, yeah. I, that is what we've always wanted. That this... Roman is the one who should have turned on the shield to begin with. Yeah. But... Because, I mean, here's the thing, like, Vince wanted him to, Vince wanted to make him another Rock, and it's like, bro, what, how did the Rock become as big as he was? He turned heel. No, they wanted him to be Cena. That's why he was the sucker and sucker attached. They, they, they were trying to make him as big as the Rock. They were trying to make him that, like, pin, pinnacle, you know, star, but you go the Rock route or you go the Cena route, and Cena was a heel, technically, in the beginning. Yes. And then he transitioned into everybody loving it. All the kids, love, you know, be getting that big. But he was a heel. The Rock blew up after he turned heel and joined the nation. Like, great stars. Like, great stars start off, or at least do time, as a heel. The only one that you can point to who was, like, pinnacle and was never a heel... Was Hogan? Uh, thunder kiss, a thunder lips. Thunder lips. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can't really. Technically, I think he was healing a AWA. I mean, I'm sure at some point, we, but again, no, nobody's really gonna like Hogan throughout I his entire think. WWE run. Before oh, yeah. he left to go to WCW, was a face. He went to WCW as a face. The only reason he was able to stay relevant as long as he did was because he turned heel with well, the NWO. It was also mainly they picked Hogan to be the NWO because, one, nobody would suspect nobody, it. Yeah, nobody was going to suspect it. And, two, the audience was turning on Hogan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, 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 the Hulkamania stick was getting old again. Yeah. So. That's why he left WWE because people yeah, he started booing him. Yeah, he didn't feel like, he felt like it was just, all right, I'm going to go be uh, face somewhere else. Like, Especially yeah. WrestleMania 9. Yeah, so it was, every great, great, great wrestler has to do a stint as a really good heel. Because when you turn into a really good heel and you're a heel long enough, they love you when you go back face. That's all there is to it. That's how it works. That's why Miz can do small little stints as a face. He Rock. works better as a heel, and he can do small little snippets as a face, but he's always got to go back to being a heel because he's a better heel. Like Charlotte. Charlotte worked, yeah, because Charlotte, because of who she is, because yeah. of that name, she works better as a heel. Yeah. They, um... The Brock thing, what do you do with Brock now? That's you what just, I'm saying. Like, and this was the best Brock. You keep him off the of TV. Happy Brock was the best Brock. Yeah, you keep him off the of TV, and if you do Money in the Bank at Saudi Arabia, I'm guessing that's when he goes in and squashes everybody. Yeah, like he did last time when 
Sami Zayn mysteriously got hung upside down like a like a fucking deer. Um, and then Brock came out to squash everybody and get the briefcase. And then we had the great fucking Brock with the briefcase pretending like it was a fucking boombox. The Brock Stay. party. Yeah, the Brock party. Um, see that was see now imagine imagine that ver like Brock doing that now like when he's like legit like that was just yeah arrogant Brock this is like happy Brock apparently Brock backstage is like the most I did see a video of him like running into Sheamus and and all them and he like he was laughing and yeah he was talking to the guy from Yellowstone yeah and Sheamus and him came out like apparently he's backstage he's bullshitting with people. Natalia. I think he's very. I think he's very different than he was. Oh yeah, years ago. Um, I think like, like years ago he was very like. It's like Orton. Yeah, like, Orton. Orton now. You got to a point in his career, and it's like complete one eighty of what he was earlier. They um, I think Natalia said something that um, Brock watched her match one time and on that she had on Raw, and he like gave her fucking tips and. Like started telling their stuff about I mean, the match. I don't, like, I mean, if anybody's like, I don't think nobody should be telling Natalia about how to wrestle. <laughs> eh. I, I mean, I, you've been in a, you've been in. That's a fucking the de- one person that I'm like, God, I wish she could just go somewhere else. And like, could you imagine her just showing up in AEW, being able to actually wrestle? Nah, she ain't going nowhere. She's, she's not going. I, I know that she's not going anywhere. She's a lifer. But I'm like. God, could you just imagine Natalia being able to actually wrestle other talented wrestling women? See, the women will be really fucked because they lost Sheamus. I mean, uh, Fit Finley. Yeah. Because Fit Finley was the person that advocated for the women, got them their time on the, on TV, and then let them actually do wrestling matches and not fucking shitty fucking matches. And then TJ Wilson. I mean, he's still around, but I mean, I don't but he's, know. He's still around, but he's like the head fucking women's yeah. trainer and producer. Yeah, no, and they said he was out for a long while because his neck just started to act like it's never going to be right. There's never so like there's times where he misses. There's stretches of strength, you know, stretches of time because his neck acts up. Um, you can you can see video of him training negative one in Natalia's ring, and it's negative one versus Liz, uh, Liv Morgan. <laughs> So like he's training mm-hmm. some AEW people. Um, but yeah, it's a whole different him and him and Randy completely opposite complete people. One eighties from earlier in their career. I think it's a complete one eighty from Brock, like within the last five years. Yeah, he's actually having fun, and it's not about. It's about the money, but it's not the most important thing. Yeah, because he's got it now. It's like yeah, he's won all these fucking titles. He's won all. He's headlined WrestleMania. I don't know how many multiple times. times, and won. What else do you do in that fucking company? Him showing up in AEW—that would be fucking weird. But that's never going to happen. Randy Orton basically came out. He's never leaving Vince. Like he. When his contract's up again, he's gonna resign with mm-hmm. WWE because that's that's his life. That's that's why he wants to end it because he can't he can't go against Vince because he's he's been with Vince for fucking almost twenty years 
over 20 years probably. I mean, I just think that's the that's where you sell yourself short. It's like you don't you don't I mean, I guess there are people that Vince is loyal to. But if you're loyal to you Vince, know Vince isn't loyal to everybody. No, but if you're loyal to Vince, apparently he's a very loyal guy. Like if you're loyal to him, he's going to fucking watch over you. He's going to protect you. Um especially if you got fucking talent and you and you choose to stay like Taker. Yeah, because I mean, Taker never like, but Taker again, never left. Like Taker never left, but I mean, again, Taker was Taker would like that gimmick. Like he wouldn't have been he, he Callaway wouldn't have worked in WCW. No, he would have been an American badass in without WCW. that gimmick. Yeah, he'd it'd have been something else. And it's you need the transition like that. Like it's it just wouldn't have worked. I forgot. I can't remember who they they're grooming. Oh, uh, Austin Theory is supposed to be the next John Cena. That's why Vince is kind of. I, mean, I don't know. Like hitched a wagon to him. I need to see his charisma and personality more because that's what John Cena was. Yeah. It's just the opposite. Cena couldn't wrestle, but he had charisma and connect with the audience and then he but i mean he could work with people who were like, oh yeah dude he can put on him he can put on a great match like he he looked like he knew what he was doing when there was a him and aj a competent per- him and fucking punk yeah him and punk had money in the bank yeah so i mean cena could have great matches if he was in the ring with somebody who could kind of guide him along the way yeah so night two my grade would have been like a four Oh, God, fuck, it's not even that high. Really? Uh, maybe a three. It's a four only because of those two matches. Fuck, that's the only thing that gives it a three. Like, otherwise, it was a just as a boring of a night, At in my opinion. The lowest I'll give it is a three and a half. Yeah, it's a three. The Sammy match gets two stars by itself, and the Pat McAfee match gets about two stars by itself. I mean, it like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, it goes from, a, like, that, those are the only two matches that made the made it worth watching. Yeah. So, like, all right, if, a if three. It, if it wasn't for those two matches, it would have been the most boring fucking pay-per-views. Oh, yeah, it's... Two nights. It was a... Like, there was no reason for it to be two nights at all, but it's two nights so they can suck them. They can draw every bit of money out of people. So, the last thing, um, the dark match for Raw was Cody versus Kevin. Yeah, I saw that. Um, they began the match with a hug and a handshake. And then Kevin fucking punched him in the face when the bell rang. Um, the best spot of the night is Kevin knocked him down. And Cody was laying down on the mat. And Kevin just did the fucking Young Bucks pose over fucking Cody. <laughs> it was the funniest goddamn thing. <laughs> there's there's video of it. You can, you can find it. I mean, that's the, like... Owens is, like, I mean, he just re-signed with, you know... Yeah, it sucks. But but it's good. It's one Cody, of those Cody like Kevin Owens was fucking Cody before Cody went on the Indies. Like that's that's what it is. It's like fucking Kevin was running with the fucking Young Bucks. Yeah. Mount Rushmore, baby. Yeah, so it's like him, Adam Cole and the Bucks. Him and Sammy. It's the best thing. It's like night 1 Kevin Owens stole the fucking show. That mm-hmm. was a like Kevin Owens was the top thing. Night two, Sammy. 
Yeah. The two fucking... The two... The last two fucking indie darlings really on the roster of any significance. Yeah. 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 It's It sucks that Sammy is never going to be a world champion. Nope. But I don't think he wants to be. Like, he's fine with the role he has. I mean, I'm sure he's getting paid. I mean, when when, when you get paid enough, you kind of... Are, you're okay. Tony Khan did say there was one top free agent that he couldn't sign. But he didn't name the name, so I'm guessing it, it had to have been Kevin. Um, simply because Vince gave him... Yeah, like gave saying, him too they much probably money. gave him way more money than fucking Tony would have been comfortable fucking giving somebody. Yeah. But Tony right now in his mind, he wants to build the perfect roster. Yeah. Which he's he's close to having. Yeah, because you get every style of fucking wrestling in AEW. And yeah. now at Ring of Honor, you're you're le- legitimately going to get every style of wrestling. He's now got that perfect blend of young up and coming talent that's super over. And he has the old timers that can put over the young people, and Who are also actually willing to put over the yeah, younger people. Casual. This isn't fucking WCW and Impact, where like all the ex WWE people are like, "No, we're main event, we win." Yeah. So all the main event ma- mafia people are now officially in the Hall of Fame. Scott Steiner went in; he was the last one from the main event mafia. <laughs> um. So. AEW Dynamite, very good from Wednesday. Next Wednesday, it's going to be in New Orleans. I'll be in the second row facing the hard camera, so I'll probably be on TV a lot. I think Vega's behind you. Really? I think he's row three. He told me. Huh. I'm row two, C six. Dude, I there's think. a the 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 side with the camera. There's two front row tickets right now, but they're like what eight hundred nine hundred dollars, four hundred ninety five bucks a pop. That's not bad. But is it official tickets or is that resale? No, I think it's the official. Like it's front row. Like, it's that fucking small. The small the section, not that's on camera. It's the section that would be right underneath the hard camera, where usually all the like wrestlers, family, and shit sits. Yeah, because I'm my but ticket. But there is two like platinum level tickets, like front row. Mine was only two ninety five, or something like that. That was the official tickets. Um, let me see what my what the fuck is my ticket? Da-da-da. Yeah, because I... Yeah, uh, all the tickets but one that are available in that section are original sale tickets. I am seat five. So... Oh, now there are 100. Now that now there's 600. 600? Floor that's four, gotta be a, row one, seat 12. That's got to be... A, that's closer to the rig announcers. That's... No, yeah. That's like, yeah, and then the one, there's ones like right there at the end, very end. See, I wanted to be by the fucking the ramp. Like seat one and two are available. Those are like six hundred bucks a piece. Dude, no, there were tickets like right here. Yesterday, when I was look pulling it up, they were like front row right here. So they've oh, been yeah. great tickets. 
They were 125 bucks a pop. And as I'm looking through them, they disappeared because they were resale tickets. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, the Blues are official tickets. Yeah, yeah but mine on the other side, I'm second row. Um, That was only like two something when I bought bought mine. Which yeah, this single ticket right here is $614 for resale. So, yeah, I'm probably just going to go buy some fucking nosebleeds. So, yeah, so uh, as to, of right... To, to dis- you know, for a distraction from all the shit that's been going on. As of right now, the matches so far announced for next week is a six-man tag. It's um, Eddie in... Ortiz and Santana versus Jericho. Garcia and Hager. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith Lee and Swerve versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Homecoming for Ricky Starks. And um, MJF versus the Captain. So we're going to have another war. If Moxley is at this show, he is literally walking right past my my seat. <laughs> Because he comes in at that corner while I'm sitting at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's going to be at the show. Unfortunately, there's no fucking Rampage. Because Rampage is going to be in Dallas for yeah, Battle of the Belts. Yeah, because it's going to be live. Um, Which is that going to be? Is gonna, I'm debating on what shirt to wear. Do I wear my Suzuki shirt? Or do I wear my Mount Rushmore shirt? Because technically Adam Cole and the Bucks are there. Yeah. It's just going to have Kevin Owens with it. <laughs> or my Steen... Um, my Young Bucks Kevin Steen shirt. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, they, we, we found the, the Eddie, my Eddie Kingston shirt. Oh, dude, that's great. Fucking Eddie Kingston last night. Oh, God, it was so awesome. I, I didn't realize until somebody posted on Twitter... His fucking baseball it was, like, jersey. Yeah, it was uh, eastbound and down. Yeah, it was Max Powers. Yeah, I was like, I want to get that fucking jersey. Eddie Kingston's so great. I can't wait. Like that's like I want to. I want to see Eddie. I want to see my world champion for life, Sprintico. Yeah, it just sucks. I'm gonna be up in like the fucking nosebleeds. He's probably gonna be. Um, I'm guessing Dark Elevation's gonna be because doors open for five. Show starts at six, so I'm guessing Which that's one's going to be taped before. That's going to be dark elevation. My guess yeah. is going to be the six. So maybe dark. I don't know if darks being. I mean, if it's a record, it might be recorded at. They might already have the one for the next week in the can. Yeah, from Orlando. Or the week after, because no, yeah, that dark would be the week after. Yeah, so I'm guessing that this elevation is, will be the week after. What sucks is, um, no word on yet. Layla Hirsch got hurt. Doing dark elevation last night. Mm. She apparently they had to stop the match and she was carried off. But there's no word yet on how serious the injury is. So yeah, it's it'll be a welcome distraction. I just you know go get try and get the best seats I can. I get the VIP lounge lounge with the fucking VIP um, merchant merch, merch table. T- yep. I got to go to Will Call to pick up my fucking ticket, my, get my voucher. Dude, I've I mean, never my, paid. Like, where you're sitting, I've never paid that much for those tickets. 
I bought these tickets like the fourth time it got delayed. This is I I Dude, bought these back in. Like, I've gotten tickets for WWE in that exact those exact same like second row dead center on the camera. Because you couldn't buy first row. Like I don't know who how people get that first row. Oh, that's all comp shit. I'm I guessing. Know, like, I don't know, but the you know, but I've gotten second row tickets and they've never been that expensive for WWE at like a, just a raw. Or whatever. So yeah, this was these tickets were up there the whole time. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I'll just get me so I'll, I'll get us some cheap seats and I'll just keep watching. All like you know through you know Wednesday during the day to see if any of them just pop up or like they start dropping in price. If nobody's sitting next to me or in my row, I'll send you a message and get you down there. <laughs> Um, I'm still debating on Tuesday after I get off of work of just hanging out at Harris to see if the young bucks and all them show up to gamble. Yeah, no, you know, Serpentico flies out basically the morning of, and I don't know, maybe a lot of them do that. Cause I mean, it's not like they have house shows and shit. So like, it's not like they're on a loop. No, because they got to go straight to Dallas. They got one day before they have to. That's be what in I'm Dallas. saying. So yeah, they'll they'll probably go for this. They'll just go to, they'll go straight from here to Dallas. Yeah. Because it sucks is that Dallas show is getting Adam Cole versus um, Page in a Texas Death Match. Yeah. Red Dragon versus Lucha Express. Could we see the undisputed era draped in gold? That's after that, Friday. That's what everybody's thinking. Then you can set up Punk, Punk and Cole, because Punk's the next in line for the title, mm-hmm. and you're not going to do face versus face. You have Adam win by shenanigans from Red Dragon. Like, Red Dragon doesn't need the fucking tag belts, but give the belt to Adam. Let him heal it up a little bit. And then the next pay-per-view, um, uh, Full Gear? Maybe, Maybe. I don't know what the next pay-per-view is. No. Um, all In. All sorry. In. Yeah, All In. You do Punk, punk Cole. Also, the captain now is one of four people to have a victory over Sean Spears and MJF. Yes. And the other three is Punk, Daniel Bryan, John Moxley. <laughs> Which also, apparently, speaking of Rampage, the, tomorrow night is a must-see from what I've heard. Um, the... Yuta match versus Moxley is supposed to be a fucking five-star match. And then Daniel Bryan versus Trent is supposed to be also very, very good. So, yeah, that'll uh, <clears throat> I think that'll do it for us tonight. I'm not even sure how long this is going. Um, but uh, we'll actually have a show up tomorrow. Keith uh, Lee Kool-Aid Powerhouse Hobbs. Yes, through a wall. that was great. <laughs> Just like pounced him through a wall, through a wall into a locker room. See, I, I thought that was going to be like the women's locker room and it would have been like 
like old WWE style. Like, yeah. Oh my God, they're dressing. But no, it was just, I was trying to say like, who the fuck? I couldn't tell who it was either. Why are there two separate men's fucking, <laughs> unless that was like the showers or something. I don't know. I mean, it was just a piece of fucking sheetrock they put over the door that he bounced yeah. through. So, but uh, yeah, so that's it for this week. We are back. Maybe I'm I'll, alive. Maybe I'll get us a Pentaco sign. And, yes. Uh, we'll have to make us a Pentaco sign <laughs> and uh, and have it up for him. <clears throat> I'll just put his Twitch handle on there <laughs> and uh, promote his Twitch channel. I, uh, I got to reach out and set something up. Uh for some for, for 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 the show um and then hopefully one day be able to actually run a show and he can be my world champion again because i miss i miss heel indie serpentico yeah so but all right that's it for the breakdown pro wrestling podcast i'm your host wayne as always joined by paul and we'll see you later <laughs>